Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Traders, Akil here, and welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. As always, I am your host, Akil, and uh, I'm a professional trader. I'm also a trading coach over at tier1trading.com. If you guys are new and you're interested in some free education, right, uh, head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com. Click on that 14-day trial and spend two weeks with us. That means in our live rooms, in our accountability sessions, taking the emergence training course, trying out our software, and of course, engaging with our community. I think you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. Why? Because we've had so many traders sign up to take the 14-day trial and about 99% of them have had nice things to say. Today, I'm going to share with you guys an interview. I was recently sent an email from a student who was uh, doing a dissertation and he asked if I would answer a couple of questions for him. And I said, sure, of course. Um, And I love asking, I love answering these questions because, uh, Often they bring me back to a time when I wasn't so successful and and I'm always someone that has an edge. Um, We've talked about this uh, a few times over the past week or so about the settling once you've achieved success and how it's so easy to settle once you've achieved a position of success. And I always try to keep a carrot in front of me, meaning a, a goal that is slightly out of reach that keeps me motivated. And when you can remember where you came from and when, when you can remember the times where you were in the trenches and, and had to fight your way out and and the, the effort and the motivation and just the, the 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 desire that you had at those points in time, if you can keep a little bit of that with you, even after you've become successful, quote unquote successful, if you actually believe in becoming successful, I kind of don't believe in becoming successful. I know I am successful, but in a way... I try not to let myself say that because of my fear of settling, but that's, a, that's the way my mind works and it's a little bit weird. But anyway, don't forget where you came from. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. But here are the questions that the trader asked me. I want to go over them with you as well because I think it will be informative. And many of you guys are new and you, you maybe aren't familiar with my stories of, uh, of struggling. And the first question is, Akil, how do you feel like losses have influenced your trading? What have some of your worst losses been and how did you get through the situation? Do you feel like you trade worse during these situations? And this is an interesting question because I've suffered a lot of losses throughout my trading career and they've all affected me differently 
depending on, uh, I guess, my stages of development. Uh, at first, I guess when, when I was a, a newer struggling trader, losses were the worst thing ever. Losses were the end of the world. Losses were a direct kind of message that I am dumb. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I can't be a trader. Back a long time ago, I, I thought, you know, I believed in perfection that if you're a good trader, you never take a loss. You should be able to tell the market exactly what to do. And if the market doesn't do what you say, then you did something wrong and you are bad. So losses used to be pretty devastating. I used to get pretty emotional over them. Um, but I, I hate to say you become comfortable with them. But a, as I took more and more losses, as I've blown more and more accounts, I slowly started to learn that you know losses weren't as painful as I thought, and you're only as good as your next trade. I remember a point in time where I used to have victory music. I had victory music and I had losing music, and, and meaning that whenever a trade completed, I would have a set playlist of, of songs that I played. And what I would do when I suffered a loss is I, I would play like an angry song, and I, I would allow myself to be kind of depressed and upset for about five minutes or however long that song lasted. But once that song was over, I had to immediately forget um, all of my feelings and move on to the next opportunity. And that comes from my, my football days and my sports day where you know I was a wide receiver and you never catch any ball. And I remember one of the big mistakes that I used to make was I used to always think about the last play. And I remember one of the most important football games of my life. It was a high school football game and there was about 10 college scouts coming out to see me play. And I remember early in the game, I, I, you know, I took off, I got off the line of scrimmage. I beat my man because I was just faster than everyone else back in high school. And it was a, a quarterback put it right on the money, hit my hands. I was thinking about my touchdown and, and my name was going to be in the paper and whatnot. And I dropped it. And I remember for the rest of that game, right, I just kept remembering that last pass. Oh, I blew it. And I had about four, this was by far my worst game ever. I had about four opportunities to catch touchdown passes and I dropped all four in that game. All because I kept thinking, I, I, I let the emotions from the previous pass affect me in the future. And I remember talking to a coach after that game, I was crying, right? I was crying on the sideline. And it was one of my, I don't have many selfish moments, but this was a selfish moment where our team was up, but I was crying because I felt like I blew it. This was my chance to get a, a scholarship to college. All these scouts were here, and I just put up the worst performance ever, and they must think I'm horrible. Um, and I was crying on the sideline, and, and I remember one of our assistant coaches started talking to me about having a short memory. And from then on, I, I always decided, and I, I do this in coaching now, I tell the athletes I work with, hey, when something bad happens, you have five minutes, 15 minutes, you know, some period of time. After that, you got to move on. And that's how trading losses um really started becoming to me. And, and that's how they are right now. I don't really get emotional over them now just because I've, I've been doing this so long and I've suffered so many of them. But um, I, I'm very fast at, at moving on. Now, my worst loss, many of you guys have heard this story. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but um, I think I did a podcast episode on it, matter of fact, called My Worst Trading Loss or How I Blew a Lot of Money Really Quickly. Um, but I took about a $30,000 loss and in, in, in within a period of a month, and, and most of it came within a period of a, a week or so. And that had to be my worst. Monetarily speaking, that was the worst loss that I ever took, um, mainly because it was it was a massive amount of money. And I did shut down after that. Um, I shut down my trading for a week um, to kind of just, I was just out of it, um, very depressed. Um, but I would say that was my worst, that was my worst loss. Um 
at this point in time, losses no longer affect my trading. Um, I don't let the previous trade, win or loss, affect the next trade. Um, but there was a time where it would really drag me down emotionally. It would cause me to revenge trade. It would cause me to get greedy. And it really had a major effect on my trading. Question number two is, how do you feel like gains have influenced your trading? Do you feel... Um, do you feel like you trade better when winning and why? And yes, um, we all feel better when we make money. We all feel better when we make money. So yes, whenever I would have a gain, I would feel invincible. I would feel like I mastered it. I was unstoppable. I couldn't be touched. I was the man, whoop, whoop, right? Um, unfortunately, this also led to stuff like overconfidence. Um, I, I Back when I first started trading, I didn't really understand that the, the four types of trades, right? There are four types of trades. There are good trades, there are bad trades, there are winning trades, and there are losing trades. I guess you can call them profitable trades and non-profitable trades. Um, I always associated a winning trade or a good trade with a trade that made money and a bad trade with a trade that lost money. I didn't understand that you can have a very good trade but still lose. You can have a very bad trade but still win. So because I associated winning with good every time i won a trade i just it just inflated my ego more and more and i thought i was great and this led to over trading getting overconfident uh thinking i knew more than the market and i can outsmart the market because i was so good on the last trade it also led to really practicing bad habits say i made a, a bad habit i entered a trade early and that trade happened to win well you know Entering a trade early was no longer a negative because why? Well, last time I did it, it worked out in my favor. So I'm gonna do it again, right? Um, and that's that's something that happens with a lot of traders at the beginning. And we always talk about a lot of traders getting really, really lucky and then eventually blowing an account. That's why they they happen to get lucky in the market. They happen to be on the winning side of a move. And it's not that hard to be on a winning side of the move every once in a while. I mean, after all, the markets only do two things, right? They go up, they go down and, you know, 50-50 chance. But in the long term, it always catches up to you. And that's when traders kind of, they, they trade, they do well in the beginning, their ego gets inflated, their position size gets inflated with their ego because now that they're so good, they can risk more, they can make more. And then eventually, uh, you know, everything evens itself out. The market weeds out the phonies and these guys end up blowing an account. And uh, that happened to me back in the day as well. Now, I guess the, 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 the follow up on that, now I actually have the, the opposite effect after winning. If I hit a big winning streak, the first thing I think about is, uh, is the losses are coming, right? I, I, I am a very consistent trader. I trade a, I follow a very consistent trading plan. My results over the last five, six years have been very consistent. I know exactly what to expect from my system. I know exactly what to expect from myself. So every time I get a big win streak, let's say I win like eight out of 10 trades, uh, the first thing that enters my mind is, well, losses are coming, mentally prepare for a drawdown. And when doing that, that helps me deal with the losing streak much more. Losing streaks no longer discourage me um, they're expected. And because they're expected, emotionally, I know how to deal with them better. Next question. How aware are you of profit and loss within your trading over 24 hours, a week, a month, a year? My first response is not at all. Um, I'm not aware of profit and loss 
really at all in my trading. Now, I do have a sense of whether I'm doing good or not, right? I do have a kind of a, not a recency bias, but I, I am a, aware of what's happening. I know that if, I know if I've had a lot of good trades in a row, I know if I've had a lot of losing trades, or I guess I should, I, should, I should say not good trades, but I know if I had a lot of profitable trades, which are good trades in a row. Um, I know if I had a lot of losing trades in a row. So I, I have a sense whether things are going good, bad, or kind of just in the middle. But as far as actual P&L goes, how much I'm up, how much I'm down, I have zero idea because I just don't care. I really think long term. I really think long term. I really don't care what happens on a trade by trade basis. I really don't care what happens on a day by day basis. I really don't care what happens on a week by week basis. And it's funny because I get, I get asked the question a lot from a, a lot of traders where it's like, Keel, how much do you average a week? How much do you average a day? How many pips do you bring in this, you know, this hour? And I'm like, I don't know. And it really sounds like the non-professional answer. You know, I'm thinking like, well, these guys aren't going to think I'm a, a real trader. Um, and this is mainly the beginning of my coaching days where I cared what people thought about me. I don't care anymore. Uh, side story, someone on YouTube this weekend actually was, was we were in a debate. I have no idea what the purpose of this debate was. Now I'm off on a rant. I have no idea what the purpose of this debate was, but he kept saying, I'm not a professional trader. And I was like, okay, um, he said, you're not a professional trader, you're a retail trader. I'm like, yes, I am a retail trader. I don't, I don't work for an institution. I don't work for a bank, anything like that. I'm a, a retail trader. I'm trading my own money in the market. But a retail trader and professional is, is completely different. He gave me this whole paragraph about NASCAR drivers and whatnot. I'm like, you under, like, I'm like please look up the definition of professional. Um, it has nothing to do with that. And we got into this big argument, and, and I ended up saying, I'm, I'm like, what is your point? Why am I wasting time on this? And I didn't end up reading the response because I just... I decided not to waste energy on that negativity, but um, that's back when I cared what people thought about me. I used to be like, well, I, I have to give them an answer or else it doesn't sound professional. And the truth is, you know, I'm so focused on the process. I just care about doing the right thing. And, and I know if I, if I go through the right steps, right, if I, if I follow my plan consistently, if I do consistent analysis, if I can do consistent execution, I will have consistent results. And at the end of the year, the P&L will be there. Now I do... Um, I do crunch my numbers once a month. So at the end of at the end of every month, I know whether it was a good or a bad month. So I guess at the end of each month, I know my stats and I do a, a bigger review at the end of each quarter. Um, but as far as a, a week by week or, or day by day goes, I, I just don't know. So end of the month, I guess is the closest is the only time I know about my P&L. Um, I don't even look at my broker's uh, statements when they send it to me. I just don't care. Next, do you find it hard to accept the variance in trading or do you enjoy it? I enjoy it. Um, it could be frustrating. It could be difficult. I look at it as being motivational. Again, it is a uh, trading is an un unsolvable puzzle, but I like the challenge. I like the challenge of kind of proving it wrong and being like, yeah, you say you're unsolvable. I'm going to solve you. Um, and that's what keeps me going. And deep down in my mind, I know that I will never solve it because it, it the market is imperfect. Right. So there's no such you can't have perfection inside something that is imperfect by nature, um, but it's motivational to try. And I think as a competitor, that the competitive edge that I have on me is, is, you know, athletes do dumb things. Right. The whole goal of an athlete. Right. But I coach track and field. The whole goal of an athlete is to go out there and do something that you have never done. Right. If your personal best is this. Your goal is to train so hard like a mad man or a mad woman and go out there and run faster. And, and essentially what that means is you're trying to do something that has never been done by you before, which seems crazy. But you keep trying and then you 
eventually achieve that goal. And once you achieve that goal, then you try to outperform that one. So that's how my brain works. It's always achieve the impossible. Um, even if it is quote unquote unrealistic. So I enjoy it. It keeps me motivated. It, it, it keeps me passionate about what I do. Question number five, um, I think it's number five, whatever number we're on here. When have you taken on too little risk and why did you do this? Um, I think my response to this was never. I've never taken on too little risk. Um, I, no such thing as too little risk. You can't, you, you, yeah, the, the less you risk, the better. So simple question, never. I've never taken on too little risk. Um, when have you taken on too much risk? This was, uh, yeah, this, now this is more up my alley. Um, two times that I can remember, um, and, and one specific one's non-specific at the very beginning of my trading career, I was under the get rich quick scheme. I had no idea what position sizing was and money management and risk was. So I would just throw random amounts at a chart and, um, trade it. So I, again, I had no idea what I was risking didn't believe in stop losses. I was literally just like, I was an investor, just throwing money at the market and wait until it does something. Um, so that would be one time. Another time came when I was managing money. Um, I was a lot smarter at this time, but I was highly influenced uh, by a, a particular client. And I was trading a very conservative, conservative amount, uh, very low risk. And I was trading really, really, really well. And the client kept kind of saying, hey, you know, since you're trading so good, why don't you kind of, you know, increased the risk a little bit. And I went through the thing, ah, well, you know what, I'm trading really good. So I know a drawdown's coming. I want to have a very small risk. That way I can, I can kind of weather the storm and, and fight off the drawdown without losing too much and, and then catch the next hot streak. Um, but eventually I gave into the client's demand. Again, I had zero backbone back then. Um, and I started, you know, multiplying the position size and ended up trading too much right into a drawdown. And, and before you know it, you know, $30,000 later, you know, we're out of a lot of money where it should have been, um, you know, maybe half that uh, or even a third of that. So um, that's why I did it. I was influenced by the, the customer always being right, I guess you can say. Next question, what sort of state do you feel like... Uh, what sort of state do you feel like you trade best in? Do you feel like this is under your control? I feel I feel best when I'm trading in a controlled state, when I don't have any any really outside influences that are affecting me, when I can just when I can just get in the zone and trade, right? When I'm not worried about um you know, let's say a, a close family member die that that died, when I'm not worried about a a bill that needs to be paid, when I'm not worried about um, you know, any other outside influences. When 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 my life is is settle and calm and I, and there's nothing that's emotionally tugging on me that's when i trade the best when i can just trade i can just be in the zone and do what i love i'll be honest you know even with teaching you know i, I was a much better trader before i became a teacher um because now i'm worried i'm, I'm worried about helping others right it, deep deep in my mind right I, I get a million emails each and every day um from clients from non-clients and i'm always worried about did i do my best to help this person out and even when I when I've given someone an answer and I and I go on to do my own trading, part of my mind is always thinking, well, could I could I have could I have explained that better? Could I have done this? Could I have done that? And I'm always thinking about helping others or, or finding examples that can helping that uh, that can help others instead of helping myself. Um, so it, it sounds weird, but I don't I don't I no longer trade. Very rarely do I trade in the best mindset. Um, 
because my, my energy is split. So I trade my best when I'm fully focused on the market, when I'm fully focused on myself and only myself, and when I'm just relaxed, when I'm not trying to make any money, when I'm not worried about losing any money, when I can just focus on analysis and, 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 and really just breaking down the market and, and, and having fun doing so. Last question. If you feel like you struggle with, uh, if you feel like you struggle with any biases, how do you combat them? Or if you did, how have you removed them from your trading? I used to suffer very heavily from confirmation bias. And what that means is I was influenced by outside forces and I would take that influence and project it into my own analysis. And, um, you know, I don't come from a, uh, I don't come from a, a, an economic background. I and mean, going back to the conversation I just told you, we had about a trader who said I wasn't professional. Um, the last point he made, I believe, was saying I wasn't professional because I don't have any licenses. And no, I don't have any licenses. I, I purposely don't want any licenses because I've already done uh, seven years of higher education, right? Undergraduate and graduate. I don't like school. So I don't want to go back. I never want to take another test again. Um, <laughs> and I remember even when managing money, I spent about probably a couple months, months uh, talking to people within the industry, finding out ways to do so without technically needing to be licensed. That's how much I didn't want to, I didn't want to, work with someone that would get me licensed that's typically how it worked or go to school and 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 get money or uh go through the process of taking the test and whatnot um so because i'm not licensed when i first started trading in the back of my mind i really didn't have any confidence in what i was doing right you know i, I wasn't trained on it i didn't take any educational classes on it um, the closest I came was a micro and macroeconomics class in college, which I, I almost failed. And I just thought I wasn't smart enough to trade. So I would spend a lot of time, and I did this with the stock market initially. When I traded, when I first started trading in the stock market, this was before Forex or investing in the stock market, I would sit in an office all day with two TVs on. I have CNBC on, I have Bloomberg on, I have a whole bunch of magazines. And I would just learn by listening to what these people were talking about. And I always thought that the pundits on TV, I thought that they were so knowledgeable that I had to do what they said. So if they were talking about selling gold, for example, you need to sell gold, I would then take that to the chart and I would only look for selling opportunities because I don't, I don't want to buy gold when everyone on TV is, is saying to sell it. So I really suffered from a lot of confirmation bias, outside influence. Another, another example is I used to be on trading forums and I remember... Um, being on a trading forum for months and, and never typing, never talking, just listening to what other people are saying. That's how I learn, guys. I, I'm a fly on the wall. I, I listen. I observe. Um, I ask questions. And I remember getting uh, having the guts one day to share a trading idea on this forum. And I was like, guys, I think we should buy the euro dollar enter button. Boom. <gasps> Ooh, I can't, how many likes am I going to get? Who's going to be like, yeah, Keel, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm buying too. I was all excited to feed my ego, right? And I remember this this trader responded back. His name was like Pip Daddy or something. He had like a million followers, a million likes. So, you know, he's he had to be the best trader on the platform, right? And I remember him saying like, yeah, I'm looking to get short. And I was like, ooh, like a crushing blow, right? Like you, you're asking a girl, you, you finally get the confidence to ask that girl out on a date, right? You stroll over, you, you know, you're, you're sitting down, you're talking to yourself. Oh, I'm just I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, hey, my, hey, my name's Akil. Nice to meet you. No, that's, that's stupid. Hey, how you doing? My name's uh, Akil. Uh, nah, okay, that's stupid. Okay, I'm just going to, hey, my name's Akil. 
just wanted to, okay, do it. You finally talk yourself into going over there and talking to the girl, right? You know, you go over there, you know, you got your shirts, you know, you got the shirt fitting, right? You got your little stroll over there and you're like, hey, my name's Akil. Just wanted to say that, uh, you know, I just, you caught my attention a little bit from the, the other side of the bar there and just wanted to introduce myself and, uh, you know, see if I can buy you a drink. And then she's like, yeah, that's my boyfriend over there. I'm not interested. Ah. Oh right? Crushing blow. That's what it felt like. I finally got the, the guts to enter something and, and, and share my thoughts and then right away slammed down, right? And I curled up into this little ball and I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. and what did I do? I didn't take the position. I was supposed to get long off the off, off the off of uh, all of the analysis I did. And then, you know, as soon as the trader said, oh, I'm looking to get short, I was like, no, I can't get long. Pip daddy said he's getting short. Let me, you know, let me just wait it out. And then, of course, right, the trade does exactly what I expected to do. But guess who's sitting on the sideline, right, doing nothing? Me. Um, so I used to get heavily influenced by that. And then I got to the point where I really started gaining confidence in myself as I become a better as I became a better trader. And I I also started realizing that people on TV aren't as smart as they portray themselves to be. They're not really there to give you trading ideas. They are there for entertainment. People on TV are there to give you, uh, for to provide entertainment. They bounce on both sides, so they're always right, and they don't really give you that much value. And people in trading forums, only don't, don't even get me started on tra trading forums. Those people are just losers for the most part. I apologize if you're in a trading forum and you're not a loser, but let's be honest. Most people that hang out on a trading forum all day, they're probably not a good trader, right? Because good traders are doing one of two things. Either one, they're spending all their time and energy in the market finding good trading opportunities, or two, if they're a good trader, they're probably trying to surround themselves around other good traders. And I know it sounds hypocritical when I say that because I always talk about the community that we have here at, at Tier 1 Trading, but it's a community of good traders. It's not a community of people sharing trading ideas, even though that does happen, right? We have lots of traders that like to hold themselves accountable by sharing ideas. We have newer traders that come on that are maybe they don't have the confidence in their ideas so they want to get secondary opinions on it but it's it's mainly it's a place for traders to help other traders so it's a little bit different than it, within an educational environment that's the most important thing um it's not a, a place where people just come to show off so it is a little bit different um but once i realized all that stuff was junk and i didn't have to be there i i really just removed it from my trading and for a while i stopped watching tv i stopped reading um, I stopped hanging out in trading forums. I just focused on what I what my trading coach told me to focus on. Um, I do go back and watch the news now. I, I try to have it on, not every morning, um, since my, my schedule is a little bit different now. I used to have it on every morning, but it's more for entertainment purposes. It's more because I'm, I'm interested now in learning about economics and politics, right? I don't, I, I didn't know a lot about them coming in. Um, so I was looking to listen to what the TV said in order to gather ideas. Now I'm just looking to learn. I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm so confident and comfortable with my trading that I, I won't let that affect me. But I can now use it for educational purposes and, you know, use it to keep up to date with what's happening in the world. So, yeah, so that's the questions. Those are the questions I answered for the trader. Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, thought it would be informative to share with you guys. Uh, if you found it informative, do me a favor, let me know. Again, if you're listening to this on a 
YouTube, uh, give me a comment below. Let me know what your favorite answer was, something like that. Um, if you're listening to this on uh, another uh, podcasting or music app, we're on Spotify, iHeartMusic, CastBox, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music, basically everywhere podcasts are uh, available at. Um, shoot me a message on social uh, social media, right? At me on Twitter. Say, hey, Akil, um, liked like this answer. Hey, Akil, blah, 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 blah. I love when you guys do that. I love to respond. Um, it just keeps me motivated to keep pumping out more and more episodes and keep trying to grow this show into the best trading and investment podcast out there in the world. So if you guys can do that, I will continue to come back each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with hot fire for you. And until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care. Mm-hmm.